0: Of the Lord tonight, um, Ezekiel is uh, uh, one of those books that uh, just seem lengthy when you're reading through the the Bible, and uh, can hardly wait to get to certain passages. You know that are a bit familiar and not obscure in in uh, the many visions. That he had, and I I always wonder what's with all these measurements. They measured this, measured that, measured this distance, all that far, and I've decided it's because the Lord wants us to know how exact He is, how exact He is in His promises, in His Word, in His commandments, uh, in His expectations, and uh, 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 the world, uh, of course, is uh, can let things slide, uh, as the term would be, let things go, um, not be so um, exact. But the Lord is saying, no, that's the way I am. And, um, and he's showing us in his word. So uh, I need to understand there are things that I've got to measure up to as well, as well as receiving the promise in the exact measure that he establishes it. Praise God. And not only in that measure, but more, how much more our God provides for us. Amen. And I'm thankful for that. But Ezekiel 36, verse 26, speaks of the new heart, the new spirit. And I'm glad that prophecy uh, came to pass on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, And um, also comes to pass in our lives, amen, how thankful we can be for the blessings of the Lord. Thank you for standing in honor of the word of the Lord. Why do we do that? Well, uh, you look in Josiah's time, and when they found the law in the temple and brought it out and read it, they all stood. And um, thank God we can honor the word of God in that way as well. Let's read together. Uh, chapter 36, Ezekiel 26 and 27. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. Hmm. That sounds like a different life, doesn't it? Sounds like a change. Not just the new that the Lord is promising, but the life that comes with it as we experience that new heart and new spirit. Praise God. I'm glad the Lord has provided that for us and ministered to us in amazing ways. Now, uh, you're familiar with this passage, you've heard many messages on it, and, uh, uh, but yet I want us to revisit it because we have a purpose uh, at the end of this service, a powerful purpose. Praise God. And I need you to get on board, okay? Amen. In the name of the Lord. You may be seated. December 1967, um, most of us were around. Some of you weren't. (laughs) But something amazing happened in South Africa. And I think, South Africa? Why not uh, Bethesda? Why not uh, Rochester, is it Minnesota? Uh, You know, why not some of the medical empires or uh, enclaves that we might claim here in America? Why was the first heart transplant done in South Africa? Well, because a doctor, Christian Bernard, was there. And uh, he very uh, powerfully uh, stepped into history with he and his surgical team. Uh, doing that first heart transplant. That's pretty incredible to think. And now, my goodness, now we rejoice uh, with Sister Lamas and a kidney transplant and uh, uh, a liver liver transplant. Yeah, Uh, incredible. Uh, In the same day, just amazing that those kinds of things happen. But God promised through Ezekiel and others in his word of what was going to take place in making us new. Amen. Not uh, physically new, perhaps, in terms of um, open heart surgery or any of those kinds of things, but something that would be eternal. Something that would begin here in our flesh and bring us through into the new life and on into eternal life. Now, uh, let's, let's look just at the negative side. You know, we're going to do Uh, kind of a warped sense of deductive reasoning. You know, sometimes it's good to see what it is not before you look at what it is. And so here's some people in the Scripture who had a negative change of heart and it didn't turn out so good for them. Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon. Babylon was a huge empire. Um, It stretched from beyond the Euphrates to the Mediterranean and uh, that whole region, that whole area. And they conquered Judah, Jerusalem, tore down the temple, all of those terrible things. Daniel was one of the young men who was conscripted and trained and raised up to serve in the government of uh, the Babylonian Empire. Nebuchadnezzar was the king who did that selection and imparted... um, Uh, the authority to men like Daniel and the the young men who were with him uh, who were delivered from the fiery furnace and so on the different things that happened the king had a dream and uh, in Daniel 4 and 16 um, the uh, the voice of the Lord is letting him know there's going to come a change Nebuchadnezzar, there's going to be a change. He was the instrument of tra- change to a lot of situations. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, uh, that was the the names that were given to them in the Babylonian empire. Uh, their Hebrew names were more important than that, but that's what we know them by for the most part. He imparted a lot of change, a lot of it negative, a lot of it not so good. But here comes a change for this king who knew no equal, there was no one who could thwart his command or change his direction. And yet the Lord stepped in and said, let his heart be changed from man's and let a beast's heart be given unto him and let seven times pass over him. And you're thinking, what? This is the most powerful man in the world. How can his heart be changed from a man's heart to the heart of a beast? And what does that mean, anyway? What is is going to happen? But uh, Daniel warned him of judgment and told him that the Lord uh, can bring judgment upon him. Till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men. There's someone higher than you, Nebuchadnezzar. There's someone greater than you. There's someone more powerful than you. And that's what you've got to acknowledge. Well, the king kind of... Shrugged I guess and let those words pass right over him and he began to boast of his kingdom He said is not this great Babylon that I have built And while he spoke a voice from heaven said the kingdom is departed from thee And the judgment came to pass his heart was changed The king of all uh, of, of the then known civilization became like an animal He ate grass, his hair grew long, his nails grew long, and he wandered in the field like an animal for a year. And then another change came, and I'm sure he was very grateful for that. His household was very grateful for that, and his understanding returned. He said, I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. What a change that came to that heathen king, a king who would boast of his conquest, a boast of his power and his might. But the Lord brought him back to where his reason returned. He said, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven and all whose works are truth. Praise God. What a change that came to him. Unfortunately, it was a negative change that had to prompt this positive change. God help us not to have to be forced into a situation where we're going to acknowledge the Lord and his direction in our life, but we're going to be able to do the work that he desires us to do. Amaziah was the king of uh, Judah, and he did that which right in the sight of the Lord, but the Bible says he did it not with a perfect heart. In other words, there wasn't a fullness of dedication there. He wasn't wholehearted in his devotion to the things of God. He led Judah into battle with the Edomites. Remember, there's two kingdoms now. Judah is in the south with Jerusalem. Israel is to the north. And uh, they, were, they, they were at times enemies. The man of God warmed, warned uh, Amaziah, don't unite yourself with the men of Israel. Don't rely upon them. I can give you much more than what you've expended in hiring them as mercenaries. I can give you even more. Well, Amaziah led Judah into battle. He defeated the Edomites. The Edomites were the enemy at that time. They captured their idols. Instead of destroying them, instead of burning them, instead of making them to be not in existence... They bowed down and worshipped them. <laughs> How strange is that? And that's what the prophet uh, chided them about, warned them about. Why hast thou sought after the gods of the people, which could not deliver their own people out of thine hand? You know Kind of crazy how we get thoughts in our minds of how things can work out in our situations and how we can devise them and plan them out and figure it out and so on. What you've got to do is go by the Word of God because that's what's eternal. That's what's going to last. My words, your words, the words of anyone on this world is not going to last But the words of our God are eternal, and that's what we've got to follow. That's what we've got to desire. Praise God and walk with the Lord. Uzziah was another king of Judah whose heart was lifted up. He was the son of Amaziah. He should have learned from the example of his father of how things uh, can fall apart if you don't follow after the Lord. And as long as he sought the Lord God, God made him to prosper. That's a good way to go. As long as you're reaching out to the Lord, desiring him, reading his word, trying to obey it, trying to follow it, the Lord can bring prosperity to you. And God helped him against the Philistines and many of the other enemies. And the Bible says he was marvelously helped. And uh, we're left to imagine how great and how powerful that was. And, and, and not so much to imagination. You can read the Word of God and see how he was blessed and how he was provided for. But then there's this note. When he was strong, his heart was lifted up. There was a problem there. He became proud. He became uh, arrogant and feeling like, I've done this. I've accomplished that. I've provided for that means, and uh, he was, his heart was lifted up, the Bible says, to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God. The wrong way to worship and a wrong ending when he became a leper because of his arrogance and because of his hard-heartedness. Oh, God, help us not to walk down those roads, not to follow after those kinds of things, not to feel like we are self-sufficient and we're able to make it on our own, but reach out for the things of God and let the power of the Lord uh, be in our lives. To pray like David prayed, search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be a wicked way within me. Lead me in the way everlasting. Praise God. And I'm thankful that the Lord can provide that means for us. David recognized the condition of man. He knew the downfalls. He knew the problems. He knew the situations. And he declared every man at his best state is altogether vanity. And I'm thankful that we're able to turn our hearts to the Lord and be directed by him. Now, why is the heart the focus here? Because the Bible tells us in Je- Jeremiah 17 and 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And uh, that that describes the situation very clearly for us as to why the Lord promised a new heart and a new spirit because The heart that we have in our flesh, uh, in our sinful condition, brings us to the place where uh, it's deceitful and desperately wicked. There's got to be that change. And even in the midst of the change, there can be the wrong step. I think about the revival that is described in Acts chapter 2. And on through chapter 3, the lame man being healed, the the name of Jesus being lifted up, uh, the angel opening the doors to the prison, telling the apostles to go forth and preach. Praise God. And uh, the blessings that came forth so powerfully. And in this revival, we read the story of Ananias and Sapphira. And the condemnation that Peter spoke to them when he said, Satan filled your heart. To lie to the Holy Ghost. Supposed to be the Spirit filling their heart. Supposed to be the Spirit taking over every realm and every aspect of their heart. And probably they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. They were a part of everything that was going on. However, they conspired together, this husband and wife, they agreed together to say we sold property and here's the proceeds that we're giving to the church. And, of course, that was not true. Uh, they, they were faking. Uh, they, they were uh, speaking a falsehood. But Peter said, you've let Satan fill your heart, and you are now going to pay the price. You know, um, he, he told them, you, you've not lied to men, you've lied to God. That's where we've got to make sure we're following after the Lord and doing the work that he desires us to do and not be content with just a little bit of of, uh, uh, falsehood, a little slip here, a little slip there, and thinking our way is going to be the way that's going to bring the results we want. No, we've got to do what God wants us to do. Because right in the middle of revival, of growth, of exponential, explosive Growth and increase in the church. Here comes this this couple that agreed together to lie to the Holy Ghost. Hmm. And Ananias dropped dead. The young men carried him out for burial. A few hours later, Sapphira, his wife, confirmed that lie, not knowing that her husband was expired and already buried. And Peter said, How is it that you have agreed together to tempt? The Spirit of the Lord. You're not supposed to tempt the Spirit of the Lord. You're supposed to enjoy the Spirit of the Lord. Walk in the Spirit of the Lord. Live in the Spirit of the Lord. Praise God. have that power and that goodness. Not grieve it. Not quench it. Continue on in it. And certainly not tempt it. But she fell down dead. And the same young men that carried her husband to the cemetery now lined up and carried her to the cemetery. Oh God, help us so that our young people are carrying truth to those who need to hear it and not carrying something of death and uh, something that it would be a burden for them spiritually, but to bring life and power and blessing in the Spirit of the Lord, because that's what a new heart and a new spirit will do. A new heart will I give you, the Lord says. That's what we can rejoice in. That's what we can believe. That's what we can receive. And I know there's possibly thinking, oh, pastor, we've heard this a hundred times, maybe even a thousand times. And, uh, well, let me ask you, when's the last time you rejoiced that God did give you a new heart? When's the last time you were thankful that that new heart abides within you and you've been walking in it for years now? Praise God. Not something that you can just look back on, flip the calendar and say, oh yes, December 16th, 1969, God filled me with the Holy Ghost. No, I've got to rejoice in it. It's it's alive and powerful now. The God who gave it is keeping it alive now. The power of the Lord is still there now. Praise God. Thank the Lord that a new heart is given to us by the one who created all things, spoke all things into existence, and he continues to want my heart to change. Praise God. He said, search for me with all your heart. That's the word from Jeremiah 29 and 13. The change of heart is basic for a desire for the things of God. We obey from the heart the doctrine that was delivered to us, Romans 6 and 17. Obeying it from our heart. Praise God. That's how we decide we're going to live for God. From our heart, we're going to obey the word of the Lord. From our heart, we decided to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ because that's what the Bible says. From our heart, we decided we're going to give up the things of this world that were so important to us. And now we're going to focus on the things of God. And we're going to desire to learn more and study more and conform more so that we're transformed by the renewing of our mind and we can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God made free from sin not servants of sin but servants of righteousness free from sin praise God and moving into the realm that the Lord has for us blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God See, that's where the new heart, new spirit has got to bring us to. A purity in heart, a desire for the things of God. Amen. Not just looking back at what happened in the infilling of the Holy Ghost or our baptism. Amen. Thrilled with all of that. But recognizing a purity of heart, God, that's what I'm going to seek for. That's what I'm going to desire. That's what I'm going to focus on. That's what I'm going to believe you for. Praise God. And we see God work in our lives now. And we see God continue that work now as he leads us and guides us because we want to see the Lord in that eternal realm. We want to be in that heavenly realm. Praise God. A new spirit will I put within you. Praise God. I'm glad the Lord promised that. I'm glad he's not uh, slack or uh, shirking or uh, looking at his uh, promises, though he can take it or leave it. That's how men sometimes um, look at their promises. But thank God the word of the Lord is powerful and real. I'm glad for that power. I'm glad for that spirit. I'm glad for that strength. I'm glad we can put our trust in the Lord that he will fill with his spirit. Praise God. Amen. And uh, we, we, um, some among us may have sought uh, the Spirit of the Lord for a few months or even a few years. Uh, Brother Sam Hanlon filled with the Holy Ghost there in the cafeteria gym of, of uh, Sterling Elementary in 1977. Heavens uh, lived for God for several decades and not filled with the Holy Ghost, but that night. Praise God. God filled him with the Spirit because God fulfills His promise. God fulfills His Word. Amen. I know that there are those even from among us who would say, oh, we don't want to have to preach the Holy Ghost because there are some who are not having received and it's going to make them feel bad. No, what you're doing and and you adopt that attitude is you're saying God is not faithful to his promise. God is not faithful to his word. I choose to believe God will honor his word. God (laughs) will fulfill his promise. God will pour out his spirit. God will fill with the Holy Ghost because he does. Praise God. And thank the Lord. Young and old can receive that experience, and I thank God for it. John the Baptist proclaimed, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He wasn't just speaking empty words. He wasn't just saying something that was going to be nice to hear besides his message on repentance. Oh, he pounded that message. Oh, he proclaimed it. He screamed it out. He yelled about repentance. You bunch of snakes, you need to repent. That was straightforward. He wouldn't be uh, uh, among those who win friends and influence people in our day. Oh, there would be all kinds of complaints about him. Where's your tolerance, John? Mercy or equity? Where's all this and all that baloney that's going on in our world today? God, help us to understand we've got to move forward on what the Lord said. Amen. Thank God that he spoke of the Spirit as living waters living waters praise God a river that's going to come forth thank the Lord that there can be that experience that's so power see that's why we can rejoice that there's been a new spirit a new heart because it's going to be fresh it's going to be powerful it's going to be moving praise God it's going to be alive it's going to be continuous not just something I look back on as a memorial but I understand what the Lord said when he declared, you must be born again. Thank the Lord that we were born of the water and of the spirit. It wasn't left out. It wasn't compromised. It wasn't set aside. And amen, thank God. We can take that message that John 3 and 5 is just as important as John three sixteen. There's a lot of emphasis on John three sixteen in our day. And thank God for it. Amen, that the Lord would bring forth His Son. He would give. He would give the very best. And we believe on Him. We claim His name. Thank God. And there's that faith that interacts with the promise of God and move us into the realm of eternal life. Thank the Lord. But oh, how important how we get there. Born of the water and of the Spirit. Amen. And that's what you can take forth and to know that the power of God was there. The day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, the Spirit being poured out for the very first time when the apostles preached baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and being filled with the Spirit, the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off. That message was powerful. It was real. It was wonderful. It proclaimed the promises from uh, Ezekiel 36 and uh, from Isaiah Isaiah 28, Now on and on it goes. Of all of those promises that the Lord gave about the outpouring of His Spirit, it fu- was fulfilled in the thousands that came to the Lord. Those who gladly received His Word and were baptized. Praise God. Oh, I thank the Lord that we can know the power of that name. Baptized into Christ. I'm thankful that the Word of God tells us in Galatians chapter 3. Verse 26, for you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Praise God. That transformation, that change, that power, that display of God's goodness, it's incredible. Hallelujah. And I can't treat it like it's just, oh, I'm, yeah, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt no it's got to be something powerful now it's got to be something real now Praise God. And something we're excited about now that can be told to others that need to hear. Others who haven't received. Others who haven't been baptized in the wonderful name above every name. Praise God. Thank the Lord for the power of that great that power of that great name that brings deliverance, brings salvation, brings healing, brings blessing. Praise God. Oh, the blessings of the Lord that are so real. There is neither Jew nor Greek verse 28. There is neither bond nor free there is neither male nor female. See, that's where baptism goes beyond the circumcision that Abraham received, because it was only half of the population. But now it's everyone. Everyone can be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Oh, thank God for that power that can be displayed in every heart and every life and the blessings that can come forth. What is important is being a new creature in Christ Jesus. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And it's still becoming new. See, that's why we can be excited about it. That's why we can be thrilled about it. That's why we can pursue it and seek it and desire it. Because, God, I want things to be new. Amen. Praise God. The construction project going on at the church. The pastor working along with some of the men. And a young man following the pastor around everywhere that he went. Watching him, shadowing him, following after him. Finally, somebody said, what are you doing? How come you're, how come you're following after the pastor? He said, oh, I want to hear what he says when he hits his thumb with a hammer. <laughs> Is it new? Is it real? Does it stay? Oh, yes, it does. Praise God. Thank the Lord for the power of God and the blessings that are real. It continues on because old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Is that happening for you? See, that's what, that's what I'm challenging with tonight. Uh, not, not just to uh, sit back, fold our arms, say, yeah, man, that's good. Uh, have it happening now. Let it continue now. Let it be a blessing now. Praise God. Let it be something you seek now. Praise God, because the Lord puts a new heart and a new spirit in us. Praise God. And we're renewed. We're refreshed. We're revived, we're regenerated, praise God. And the blessings of God become so powerful and so new. I'm thankful we can rejoice in that. It's not the old, sinful, hurting, uh, uh, broken-hearted, Uh, spirit and heart that we would endure in the past and and uh, all of the wrongdoing all of the sin all the transgression all of those things no we give thanks for the new spirit and the new heart that the lord has put within us the power that he's made known the blessings that he's brought forth the continuation that he desires to have displayed in our lives i'm so thankful so thankful that he does it amen and and we know healing is real we know that the Lord is able to uh, provide His healing touch and bring us through the difficulties and through the situations that we face, uh, the sickness that we uh, prayed about, uh, the uh, the flu, and all the other things that are are happening. Uh, thank God, it it can be something that passes through, Amen. And we move into the realm where uh, God's healing is strong and is a blessing, and and uh, and we continue on with Him. Praise God, and. Uh, it can, it can happen to uh, any sic- circumstance, any situation we know of, from uh, the flu to cancer. Uh, God has done a work. Praise God. And, uh, and we thank the Lord for it. Now, I, I, I know as my body gets older, and, and uh, I, I recognize that uh, I'm not uh, what I used to be in terms of physical strength, and uh, eventually this body is going to give out, and I'm going to cross into the, to the side of the Lord where eternity is. Not just time, not just the elements of, uh, of life here, but I'm going to be in that eternal realm. Praise God. I know it's going to happen. Amen. And I don't have to have a fear of death. The Lord delivered me from fear of death. The devil had the power for the fear of death. But Hebrews chapter 2 lets us know God delivered us. God destroyed the works of the devil and moved us into the realm where we have hope. But thank God there's healing even now. Amen. One of the privileges we had of uh, meeting with, with family at uh, Granny's celebration of 90 years uh, was to hear a healing testimony of my, my wife's grandniece, um, Haley. And uh, Haley's been here. She, she sang uh, with her mom in a special song, Your, uh, Your Goodness is running after me. Praise God. And that goodness is there. I can't remember how the song goes. Close enough. Praise God. And uh, so Haley, COVID, vaccine, messed everything up. Her heart, uh, and what is she, 20? Uh, her heart was was weak. Her energy was gone. Um couldn't hardly well. She couldn't work. Didn't have the energy to work, and uh, things were 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 not good with the heart trouble and and so on. North American Youth Congress was in St. Louis, and uh, Haley and her sister Alyssa went to be in uh, that conference. The preaching was powerful. During the worship, you know, she had one of those Apple watches. Keeps your heart rate and all that stuff. And uh, she saw that her heart rate was real high. Not a good situation. Uh, Her meds, you know, would would be needed to to help with that. But in the worship, she noticed it went down. It was normal. Powerful preaching. The whole uh, gathering of youth was on their face, praying before the Lord, calling upon God just worshiping and crying and, and uh, desiring the will of God in their lives. She heard the Lord. And all of that clamor of 30,000 young people, she heard the Lord. It's going to be all right. You don't need your meds anymore. going to be okay. Praise God. Did she just give up and continue on and, and not think it's going to happen? No, she, she claimed that. She believed that. Praise God. And today, no more meds. Energy renewed, working a full-time job, knowing the hand of God has touched her heart. Praise God. And the Lord did a work and a blessing. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. And now as we stand, Aaron, Aaron is watching tonight. Aaron is believing God for a touch of his heart. Aaron is trusting the Lord that his trip to Salt Lake is going to result in things going well. And we're going to pray. We're going to believe. In fact, come on down. In the same way that Haley had that touch from the Lord, I believe Aaron could feel the presence of the Lord right now. Praise God. And the hand of the Lord could be there saying, Aaron, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. You're going to come through this? Fine. There's going to be a change. Praise God. And we're going to call upon the name of Jesus Christ right now for Aaron. We're going to believe for his healing touch. We're going to claim what God did for Haley is going to happen right now. Amen. Lift your voice. And call on the Lord for Aaron. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ. A work, God, that would magnify your name. A work for Aaron, Lord God,
1: that would heal, that would strengthen, that would bless, that would minister. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ, stretch forth your hand of healing. Bring the healing touch air right now. Let him feel your power and your presence, God. Push the fear out. Get rid of the fear, Lord. Rebuke that fear now in the name of Jesus Christ. Rebuke that affliction in the name of the Lord. Oh, yes, God, by your power, by your might, by your strength. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. We praise you, O God. We praise you, O God. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Your protection as he travels, Lord. Your protection, God, from all the bacteria and germs and disease. Your protection, God, upon him now. Lord, I pray your anointing upon the sick. team you anointing upon every surgeon, every nurse, God, every technician. You're anointing, oh God, to bring it through now in the powerful name of the Lord. <laughs> Yati the Glory to the name of the Lord, glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. La la baquetando loro cose che la loro voce andano. Ye curerà la massa sangue con te, faranno nemmeno gatti se la loro coscia andava. Ye la ranga casetto loro la mamma satin. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah.
0: Oh, precious Lord, Hallelujah. Kem da la loro coscia se è su così la King vivus. Glory to the name of the Lord.
1: Glory
0: oh, to the name of the Lord. Glory oh, to the name
1: of
0: the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah,
1: hallelujah.
0: Glory to the Name of the Lord. Glory to the Name of the Lord. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, precious Lord. Thank you, precious Lord. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Amen, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, I'm glad the word of the Lord declares, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee, when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee, there are things that we go through, but be assured the Lord brings you through, amen. You're not going to stay there. You're going to move into the realm of God's blessing in your life. Amen, amen. I read a statement of uh, Helen Keller, uh, who is certainly no stranger to adversity or hardship. She said, life is full of hardship, but life is also full of overcoming those hardships. Praise God. We can choose to look at the hardship, Or we can choose to look at the overcoming, which God is going to help you to do. Amen. Amen. Let's focus on the positive of what God desires to do and how he will bless and how he will minister. And let's rejoice in the new heart and the new spirit that God has given. There's a lot of people, a lot of people here in this area who have no idea that God promised them a new heart and a new spirit. None. But they need to see it lived in you. Amen. Not reverting back to that old nasty, deceitful, and desperately wicked heart. The devil wants to take you there. The devil wants to fill your heart like he did Ananias and Sapphira. But you reject that. You rebuke that. You move into the realm of that pure heart. Praise God. And that blessing of the Lord that is so powerful. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen. amen. And we're going to continue to pray for Aaron, and God would minister to him. Uh, do you know what day his procedure is? Or have they, they probably haven't set it up yet. They probably have to go and do the exams, but he is leaving Saturday. And uh, so we're going to continue to follow him in prayer. Praise God. The Lord is going to work. Amen. Well, while we're praying here for healing, does anyone need a healing touch? You need to be anointed with oil uh, in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's believe the Lord together. Praise God.